Welcome to Dropping In, a podcast of storytelling and interviews with your host, Winter Olympian Mercedes Nickel. Thank you so much for dropping in on episode 30. I hope to prepare you for the winter season as we dive deep into elite athletes, filmers, photographers, packs. I find out what they're putting in them to help you out this winter. Let me introduce episode 30's guest that we will be dropping in with. This one will not disappoint. The 2002 Winter Olympics sparked her dream for competing at the Olympics. Eight years later, at the young age of 19, she was at her first Winter Olympics on Team Canada's women's hockey team. Now, if you remember those games, you'll know that that Team Canada won gold. She's the one who scored both goals in that game, 2-0 win in the gold medal final game versus the United States at the Vancouver 2010 Olympics. She has two silver medals from the IIHF Women's World Hockey Championships. In 2018, at those Olympics in Sochi, her her second Winter Olympic Games, she scored both the game-tying goal with under a minute left in regulation, as well as the game-winning goal in overtime. She earned her second straight Olympic gold medal. In 2016, she was awarded the Angelina James Bowl Jenna Hefford Memorial Trophy and the CWHL Most Valuable Player Award. In 2018, she led Team Canada to a silver medal at the 2018 Olympic Games in Pyeongchang. This daughter-sister friend award winner, world champion, three-time Olympic medalist is one of the nicest people I know. Let's find out what's in Marie-Philippe Poulain's pack. Okay. Well, I did take French immersion until grade four. Oh. (laughs) So I will will try. Marie-Philippe Poulain, are you ready to drop in? I sure am. Okay, I start with 10 rapid-fire questions that you've never seen before. Number one, where in the world are you today? In Montreal. Also, they're never rapid fire. Number two. <laughs> how do you, to go here. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> Number two. How do you recover from a long training session? Uh, coming back home, sitting, stretching, have a Norma here. So just sitting in those little hair thingy that helps me uh, recover and just having good food and hydrate pretty well. Having Oh, having the Norma attack. Yes. Damn, I, I miss friend. that thing. Do you have your own personal so one? Yeah, that's the, yeah. I would too. Those things are are the jam. <laughs> For those that don't know, it's like this thing you put on your legs and it blows up and it compresses your legs and just flushes everything out. It's absolutely brilliant. Awesome. Number three, you've been to three Winter Olympic Games. Which one is your favorite? That's a great question. Uh <laughs> I mean, obviously, the the first one was pretty special in Vancouver, in Canada, having my whole family with me. I think, yeah, 
I couldn't ask for a better start to my Olympic career. But I think like as you grow up, like it's fun. You make friends with other sports and like you can see growing and like you cheer each other on and you feel more comfortable. And obviously the last one in Pyeongchang, I think it was pretty special to, to be able to celebrate and to cheer each other uh, as a whole group. I know, me too. I I say Vancouver because the mountain athletes are very rarely with the ice athletes. And that was like the one time I was like, this is the best. <laughs> Rather than like driving the like three hours or whatever it is to go see you guys. Yeah. All right. 2010. But all of them, I couldn't choose either. Uh, number four, do you have a favorite snack? Favorite snack? Uh, good question. Uh, to be honest, pretty basic, but a nice peanut butter toast with banana. I think it's pretty uh, standard for an athlete, I feel. Is it? Because I that would be mine because that's what I brought to Pyeongchang with me because I knew the food was going to be really bad. And everyone's like, why did you bring bread? I'm like, have you tried the bread here? It's terrible. No offense. It's a safe bet. What's that? <laughs> I think it's a safe bet. Yeah, <laughs> bring bring your own <laughs> bread, peanut butter, and honey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Number five, what has it been like training during the pandemic for you? It's been very different. Obviously, like over the last couple of years, you, you train in a certain way. You've been used to uh, to bars. You've been used to go. Oh, I you have to kind of readjust all of it. I think it, it was good for me in a way. That just learning about my body and taking care of it and learning to train differently and not necessarily with bar, taking more yoga, taking care of your body. And I think it's been it's great in that sense. And I think it's been eye opening, eye opener to not take things for granted. That's for sure. Okay, you said bar, and I just thought you're going to the bar. What does bar mean? <laughs> like an Olympic. <laughs> Like Olympic lifting, like with a, oh, okay. like a, a bar. <laughs> I know where your head is at. <laughs> you always know where my head is at. That's okay. I'm a snowboarder. I get to do that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I only became like a gym rat, like probably at, after my first Olympics, but not at, during my first Olympics. Really? So <laughs> I love that. Oh, we go to the bar. <laughs> I miss going to the bar. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, I well, I do for social events for sure. Number six. Is there one hockey game that you have played that is the most memorable? Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, there is one. Obviously, Sochi. I think that's something that uh, is very memorable in my career. I think not only that um that we won but I think just the way it happened uh losing like in the third period being able to come back and winning that game was quite special and again being able to celebrate my teammate and my family uh was was quite special and you correct me if I'm wrong did you score those goals Yeah. You're like the most humble person. <laughs> I love it. That's that's my favorite. I talked to Mile Rooker and I talked to you and I'm like, you guys are the best because you're so humble and, and amazing athletes. It's you're my favorites. No, no offense to everyone else. <laughs> you're like, mm, yes, yes, I did score this. Okay. Uh, number seven. 
Now we're getting serious. What was the last app that you used on your phone? Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. Do you have any Can I like ask yours? Uh, uh, mine was Instagram too. Okay, okay. I need to like get off of it a little. Like I'm on it too much. I need to go out in nature and not bring my phone. That's like a big goal of mine. Even when I'm on the chairlift, I'm like, oh, I have no one to talk to. I'll just get on my phone. It's, it's so, it's so bad. At least when you're playing hockey, you're not on your phone. And I think that's the best part, to be honest, is just you get to the rink and it's like, you know, you have at least a good four hours where you just, you know what, you're here in the moment. And I feel we get so addicted easily that sometimes it's nice to just put it away. Yeah. Maybe I should just stop bringing my phone on the mountain. <laughs> um, okay. Playing hockey. Oh, I'm a figure skater. I need the pick. I need it. Well, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, maybe you can teach me. I don't know. I'm not good at it. Um, okay. Number eight. As the Winter Olympics are coming up next year, which happens really fast that we know, um, how is qualifying going? for you guys girls uh i mean it's a different process obviously i think for hockey it's not like uh, individual athletes obviously for us we're just been training we have a uh, about like 47 players have been training since the last olympic we have a big group and through it all it's like a process where they're going to make the team we have world championship whether they're going to base the decision on we have camp so all of it together at the end of the day we have the chance also to get centralized like 28 to 30 players and they have to cut down to 23 so obviously it's always a process it's always you have to show up every day to, to prove yourself I think that's what makes it fun to, to be able to surround yourself with great players to push each other and to hopefully make the team I remember being in Calgary and you guys uh, was like our camp right before going to the games and and you guys were there going through the whole process and I was like I I know how hard it is to qualify for Olympics, but like in a team sport, I have no idea and mad props to you guys. Like, oh, so hard, but you're going again, I'm sure. Um, and then this is a follow-up question. When you guys do, uh, when you won the Olympics twice, was there anything special that you got the um, Hockey Canada gave you? Do you guys get rings? Yeah, we do get a ring. Like the beefy rings. Yeah, I get a big one. Like really big. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering about that. I don't know if I've ever seen yours. Anyways, um, <laughs> number nine. Again, a very deep question. Netflix or book? I would like to say book, but I'm really Netflix. <laughs> okay. And I would also like to say that. What is the latest show that you have been watching? I watch Lupin. Lupin. I haven't watched that one Did yet. Did you watch it? No. Is that good? Pretty good. Is it scary? Yeah. Oh, I lost you. Like, no, no, it's not scary, but it's good. Okay. And then the last question, Hello. number 10. What are some other sports that you like to do? Uh, well, in the summer, like playing golf, it's always fun. Uh, I have a road bike as well, going for rides. Um, to be honest, playing any sport, I grew up, grew up with just trying to play different sports, and that's how my parents kind of taught me. 
and I don't know anything I, I gets me to move around I'm up for it yeah nice me too I like trying new sports because I'm probably terrible at them and it's a new challenge I like a good challenge <laughs> okay <I'm not> sure. <laughs> I would like like in my life to do one day one day of every sport just to see what they go through like how challenging that would be I know I always cool. I always thought it would be cool for like a normal person that's never been to the Olympics to try all of the Olympic sports and then have them like next to that person that might be racing or competing and just see the difference and be like this is what a normal person <laughs> does and this is what an elite athlete does <laughs> it would be cool. hilarious it would be so funny um, okay, thank you for doing the rapid fire. Now we're going to move on to what the heck you have in that gigantic hockey bag that you take to the to the ice arena with you. Because it's gigantic. Oh, that is very big, to be honest, but it's way better than being a goalie. They carry a lot of things that <laughs> I would not want to carry. It's so heavy. Uh, but... To be honest, when I go to Hockey Canada camp, like I'm pretty bad. I want to bring everything. Like you should ask the girls. I always want to, I always have one of the heaviest bags because I just want to carry a lot of shoes because it doesn't fit my suitcase. Uh, a lot of sweaters that don't fit my suitcase. Uh, some jackets sometimes. So sometimes the equipment manager are not really happy with me, but that's life. But obviously, usually I bring just my equipment, uh, tapes, um, to be honest, soap, like to, for after, flip-flops, running shoes, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, but can you break down the equipment for me? Oh, did I freeze there for a second? Of course, I would love, go no, I got it. Okay, yeah, break down the so equipment because I am not a hockey player and I have heard of these jills that I'm supposed to be told about. Okay. Yes, we do have undergear, which usually I bring a loop, which is usually long, long uh, shirt, long pants with socks. Yeah. And some people wear heels, some people do not. Uh, I'm one that does not wear one. So I that's a cup. Every, every game to not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so a cup yeah. for a girl. And is do you just not have padding yeah. there? No, like the pants. No, it's that would be to cover. Yeah, <laughs> we're getting. Yeah, we're getting serious. Okay, I mean, mm -hmm. but you wear a lot of padding. Yes, but it's still pretty open. Like with our hockey pants, it's okay. Yeah. Okay, but you opt not to. I think I would opt not to as well. I feel like it would get very uncomfortable. Yeah, it gets. Mm -hmm. mm, okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on, so that would be the undergear, and then you go put probably my shin pads to cover obviously your bottom leg, and then yeah. I would put my socks on top. You put the pants, and then you have skates, obviously, and you have shoulder. Do you pads. bring? Do you bring extra laces? Uh, we're pretty lucky with Hockey Canada. Usually, they have extra. they have everything for you. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Copy that. Yeah. So we have shoulder pads, elbow pads, neck guard, jersey, and then helmet and gloves and a stick, obviously. And how um, smelly does your gear get? To be honest, I, I like to wash mine. I like to keep it clean. Yes. And so 
Yeah. I but have there's a big difference between female and guys. Is the stinky gear. In terms of smell. They yeah. stink. There's stinks. Okay. They just don't clean it. I feel like they just put it in their bag and forget about it. And they're like, oh, I'll put this on. Well, whatever. I'm just going to smell more. <laughs> Let me speak for all male hockey players right now. <laughs> no, not at all. Okay. So that's your gear. Is And then you were saying that you put in like extra clothing in your bag. Is that for strictly when you're traveling? And you're like, this isn't fit, so I'm going to put it in, in this bag. Well, sometimes it's just like obviously extra clothes for warm-up and cool-down, which yeah. you have to do before games and after games. But usually, let's say we go on a world championship or games, like we want to – usually we dress – we have a dress code that we have to dress up for games. So there's dress jacket, like you want to look good. So you have to – you want to bring extra gear. You want to bring extra clothing. So <clears> – <throat> So the hockey bag usually have a little bit more space. So I try to shove some in there. I respect that. I would do the same for sure. (laughs) A couple of us usually do that. (laughs) Um, And then I noticed that some of the girls wear makeup while they're playing. I never wore makeup while I was snowboarding because I just thought it would just, A, I'm not a makeup kind of girl. And B, I just figured it would just all come off and I'd look like a raccoon. So do you wear makeup playing hockey? I do not. You don't. I respect that. Not that I like, I feel like it's a lot of effort to put makeup on before going to play a sport. Yeah, it is. But I feel like some of the girls, like their routine look good, play good. And it's like, (laughs) I feel good. It's a it's a confidence thing. No, I completely respect exactly. that. I'm not I'm not boohooing it, but I would be the one that looked like a raccoon and was just like, no bueno. You don't look good, Mercedes. Get off the ice. <laughs> oh my gosh. And what about like snacks and water and everything? Is that supplied by Hockey Canada? Yeah, we're pretty lucky. Really so if I'm on the water. if I if, if I'm on the bench, like what am I expecting to just have water shot in my mouth by someone else? No, we have uh, our bottles like, okay. under like the bench and you have your name on it and you, you have water and Gatorade. Water and Gatorade. Yeah. Secret secrets underneath the bench. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, anything else that you want to add that you have in your pack that people might not know about? Um, to be honest, not really. Like, it's pretty basic. I'm not like a big routine. Well, I like my routine, but I'm not like like, uh, superstitious. Exactly. Thank you. Pardon my French. But uh, yeah, I like to go with the flow. Obviously, sometimes games are different. Times are different. So you got to adapt. But I just try to go with the flow and adapt from that. Yeah, adapting. That's that's what everyone's trying to do right now. Amazing. Okay. So some of the takeaways that I have from our quick conversation um, that uh, Sochi was a good games. Very fun. Um, You're currently watching Lupin on Netflix just for the inside scoop (laughs) and um, layers, a lot of layers in that bag, extra shoes. 
and uh, and sans makeup on the ice. But that bag seems to be big and full in any photo that I see of you. So now I know what's in it. Exactly. <laughs> any anything that you want to add? No, just Get thank it. you for having me. Oh, to be well, honest, it's awesome. Thank you for dropping in. Where can people find you online if they want to check out what you're up to? Uh, Instagram. Yeah. Twitter. What's your Instagram handle? Uh, Poo29. Poo29, because that's your number. There you go. <laughs> the most humble Canadian athlete I know other than Myel Ricker. Thank you so much for dropping in with me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for dropping in. If you want to watch this podcast, head over to YouTube. Follow Dropping In on Instagram and Facebook at Dropping In with Mercedes. Thank you, DJ Kenosis, for the music and my mom for the intro voice. Hey, listeners, I'm Christy. And I'm Melissa. And this is Buried Motives, where we dig deep into the details of some of the most gruesome dirtbag murderers. She said she enjoyed hurting things that can't fight back. And that is a disturbing view into the mind of a murderer in such a dirtbag. Yeah, that's not even strong enough words. This is totally a recipe for disaster and not to justify whatever is going to happen, but you can totally understand and see how this would be in the works. If you were only to look at what she did later on and not know any of that history, she would appear like off the wall crazy. Oh, 100% because we're not even close to getting to the end yet. But you can just see this pattern and all this kind of stuff developing in her, which is what we're here for. We're digging deep. Join us each Thursday as we unearth the dirt bags that live among us and the motives buried there. Hope you join us as we exhume the truth. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app.